It is Friday, September 10th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 1 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaaf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And if you were with us for the DraftKings show right before this, then you already know Mitch Carl from Team Riser Fall. He is now our third man in these DFS podcasts. Say hi to everybody on this one, Mitch. What's up, my friends? I'm back. Episode 2. We just got done with Episode 1, and I've never felt better in my entire life. I just got invited to a private league with these fine gentlemen. I'm, I can't wait to get my face ruined. That's right. He'll find out this is the only thing that I actually win every once in a while on the DFS site. So watch out. This podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. If you want more of an intro to Mitch, you can check out the DraftKings show, whether you're live here or listening to it in podcast form. We're going to jump right into the player picks here so that we can run through FanDuel and let you know who you should be setting in your lineups this week. Jared, why don't you hit us with cash quarterback first? I like Kyler Murray for cash games. I think you know, 8400 bucks, but he's plenty easy to fit in with some of the values you can find at other positions this week. I mean, let's remember Kyler was on pace for the best fantasy season of all time last year before he hurt his shoulder. Um, he averaged 30.1 FanDuel points per game over over the first nine games, again, before that shoulder injury. Um, you know, this Cardinals-Titans game should be a shootout, so I, I want some Kyler Murray in my lineups. Yeah, I tend to focus on values, and it'll matter more as we go through the season, but – uh, there are a lot of times, especially at this time of year, where I'll say players and then I go to build lineups. And I'm like, oh, man, I can get to that guy. So forget what I said about that quarterback. Mitch, what about you this week? Yeah, so one of them I'm going to be paying up for cash games this week on FanDuel is going to be Patrick Mahomes. And this is actually a site I do play a little bit of cash on. So DraftKings, not a site where I play a lot of cash on. FanDuel, I do. And I'm going to be paying up for Patrick Mahomes at 8.8K. I love the highest implied team total on the entire slate, 29.75 points. And, you know, listen, it's Patrick Mahomes. I also understand that Cleveland isn't the greatest matchup for him. It is a team that will try to keep, you know, the ball on the ground for as long as they can in this game. But, man alive, if you saw that that week three of the preseason where they went out there for, I don't know, 15 snaps or so, that, lo- that offense, it reminded me, and I'm going to age myself a bit here, of the greatest show on turf back in 99. It was unbelievable, and I think – you know, McCall Hardman being on the field every snap this year is a is a nice step forward for the offense. I don't know if he'll be super efficient, but he's going to get down the field. And I do think he's a bigger threat than Sammy Watkins was. And I really like Byron Pringle. And then there's always Demarcus Robinson who's going to, you know, be able to take the top off of defense. I, it's so hard for me not to love Patrick Mahomes. And one of the reasons why I'm using him in cash this week on FanDuel, he's really hard to stack. Everybody else on his team is very expensive. So I want exposure there. So I'm going to use him in cash, and I probably won't touch him very much in tournaments. Mitch, if if talking about 1999 is aging yourself, I was hoping that you were going to talk about <laughs> Warren Moon's Oilers. So I think you're doing just fine age-wise here. Uh, I'm not going to bother with the cheaper guys. If you want, if you need a cheap quarterback for some reason, Sam Darnold's out there. We talked about him on the DK show. The upside in the matchup and the receivers he gets to play with. On the tourney side, uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, I think this is where I go paying up for those players for a tournament lineup, but we'll see what the ownership looks like on them. I, I want to know more so. Am I crazy to consider a Trevor Lawrence at 6,800 and Marvin Jones at 5,800 here, Jared? 
No, not at all. And I think if you had to pay down at quarterback, even in cash games, I think Lawrence is viable at 6,800 bucks. Um, you know, as good of a matchup as we'll see all season, his wide receivers are healthy. He has some rushing upside. I mean, we all talk about it with Justin Fields and Trey Lance and, you know, Lawrence's rushing upside ceiling isn't as high. You know, he's going to add some stuff on the ground. So I, I, I like it. I think he's a good tournament playing is even worth considering in cash. I'll be very curious to see the ownership projections on these Jaguars heading into the weekend. What do you think, Mitch? Am I crazy? No, not at all. I actually love it. Marvin Jones, somebody who's shown a lot of touchdown equity over the last few years. And I think he will be that veteran presence that, you know, the young quarterback's going to need. And it looked like he liked him already through camp and everything, too. So week one, I love it, man. That's a great call. Uh, me personally, I like Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, this guy, you know, top 30 touchdown rate of all time. Such an overlooked uh, stat. And I really like that one, especially when he's got a couple guys that can catch some touchdowns out there. And, you know, and stacking wise, it's a great stack, too. I mean, you're able to throw out Jefferson, Thielen, pick one, use them both. Don't care. You know, depending on how how large the tournament is, probably could even go both with Cousins because I think they're going to be target hogs. You know, 10, 15 targets, not out of the question on some weeks, especially if it's a shootout. And then on the other side, you've got a plethora of wide receivers for the Bengals you can choose. This screams large five games uh, player stack for like a Millie Maker tournament. So we're trying to have fun here. That's something I'm looking at doing in a large tournament this week. I'm surprised you said Cousins. I'm a little worried because I thought he was like my super sneaky tournament play of the week. I don't know what yeah. his ownership's going to be. But, yeah, I mean, I mean he, he he's shown us upside. He had uh, five games of 23-plus FanDuel points last season. You know, it's a good matchup against a bad Bengals defense. That's missing its top corner in Trey Waynes. But the reason I like Cousins for tournaments the most is just because, as you mentioned, Mitch, it's such a concentrated target tree. Like, if Cousins goes off, it is very, very likely that either Jefferson or Thielen and potentially both of them are going to have big games. So like if you get the cousins part, right, you're, you're very likely going to get the stack part of it right as well. Yeah. They're both 20 plus percent target share wideouts. So if you're just going to play one, then also enter a lineup with the other receiver. And then you can play both of those guys. Cause they definitely, if Kirk cousins is going to have a tournament winning week, yeah. it's, it's, it's likely he brings both of those guys with him to some degree running back for cash, Mitch, where are you going first? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be much of the same, uh, although for FanDuel, it's Elvin Kamara is the guy I kind of want here now on FanDuel because the pricing is actually quite uh, different here. DraftKings to FanDuel, Kamara 8-6 on both sites, but McCaffrey is 9-5 on DK. He's 10-4 on FanDuel. I'm not entirely sure I need to go up there, especially when I'm looking at Cook at 9-4, Kamara at 8-6. I think they're both great options, and you could even probably slide down to someone like Aaron Jones, whom I'm probably going to keep for tournaments uh, I, I do have a slew of running backs I'm excited to mention for tournaments, but it's going to be much of the same. I'm paying up for my running backs on both sides, mostly on cash games this week. What about James Robinson down to 5,900 though? Just, I mean, you know, like I say, when you go to set the lineups, it might be that you don't need it, but it's somebody to have in your pocket in case you're like, how do I afford this other guy? 5,900 for a guy who could have 20 carries and a couple of catches. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And especially if we're talking, you know, slide them in for your third running back, your flex spot. Yeah. If you've jammed in two other high-priced guys, I mean, it's, it's really hard to get away from James Robinson at 5'9". You're right. Jared, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play Robinson in cash. I basically always play three running backs in cash, uh, especially on FanDuel. So Robinson will be one of those guys for me at 5900 bucks. And then, you know, outside of the, the high-priced guys, and I'm with Mitch, I do think Kamara is the best one among those on FanDuel. Um, I like Najee Harris at 6,300 bucks. Um, I, I think he's going to be one of the best value bets 
in the NFL, you know, weekly this year. And you know, we saw it in the preseason. The Steelers have been telling us since they drafted him, you know, he's going to be a workhorse. So I think, you know, a guy you're going to get 20 touches out of at least uh, for 6,300 bucks is a nice value for cash. I especially like Najee Harris on the tourney side this week. Cause I, I think there's a chance that Pittsburgh is the Pittsburgh offense is sluggish this week and that the bills jump out to a lead. But I agree with all of the, Thoughts about the touches coming his way and the matchup got better for him with Starlo Tulele being out the defensive tackle for Buffalo. There's certainly not a scary run defense. We expect plenty of touches for Najee Harris. Um, so I like having him in the mix there as well. Mitch, what do you do? You try to get three running backs into your fan duel lineups because of the, you know, half PPR kind of making touchdowns more important here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and especially a guy like James Robinson. I mean, he's, he's virtually a, a lock, I guess, at 5'9". Is, I, I hate using that term, but he really is. I, I like to say plug and play, whatever. Same same you know, same message, right? And plug and play, lock him in, doesn't care. Doesn't matter to me. James Robinson, 5'9". You know, he's facing a team that gave up twenty over 27 points per game to the position last year. It was a bottom three in the NFL. We saw them get absolutely wrecked all year. And uh, it's going to be hard for the... Jaguars to use anybody else in that backfield this year. I think, you know, you might see a few carries here and there for uh, Carlos Hyde as he gets, uh, you know, some breather reps or so. But, you know, James Robinson, you're looking at a 20-touch guy. He's got some red zone equity. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Now he's facing a defense that was wretched last year against the run. He's a great play. If you don't like Locke, maybe we can call them Velcro players. That way they'll stick yeah. there. They can come out if you really tug at them, but you're going to have to commit to taking them out. I'm in. All right. Jared, what you got for turning running back? Um, I like Clyde Edwards Alaire here. Um, I, I think he's a good pivot, you know, off the chief passing side of it. And he, he's just sort of been out of sight, out of mind, because, you know, he had the ankle injury and hasn't been practicing much. He's good to go for this week. Um, and in, in the brief time we saw him in the preseason, he, he looked like a three down back for Kansas City. And if he is that, like, he'll have top five running back upside every single week. So I think he's a guy you're going to want to play quite a bit in tournaments. I agree. Over to wide receiver for cash. Uh, you mentioned him on the other show. I think it's a little bit more muted over here, but Marquez Callaway at 5,200 still, it's a number one receiver at a low price for a wide receiver. Could be a lot of targets coming his way. I mean, there's 10 plus target potential to him here. Even if he goes inefficient, uh, you could have an inefficient five catch for 60 yard day and, and be fine here again. A little bit more muted, I think, without the full reception scoring. But tough to not talk about Callaway in the cash conversation at wideout, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, he's just going to be one of those guys who I think is going to be, uh, you know, cash Velcro. He's a Velcro play in week one. You just got to use him, right? Um, I did not know that we were on tournament backs for the last one. My listening skills have degraded at the end of a Friday. So I, I do want to mention two tournament running backs because I, I want to make sure the Draft Sharks listeners are ready for some action here. Uh, absolutely love Raheem Mostert at 6.1K. Touchdown equity through the roof. Uh, you know, circling back to what Jared said during the DraftKings show with that team potentially running the ball 40 times. They might not need to throw, and that means Mostert, uh, you know, could rack up maybe two touchdowns in this game, 15 carries could be a hundred, hundred yards and two scores like that at six, one. Uh, and then another one, Damian Harris, who I think has a lot of red zone equi equity, as long as he doesn't lose any, you know, goal line carries to Ramondre Stevenson, who looked like an absolute bulldozer his preseason. And, uh, I, I love those two backs at five, eight, six, one. If you're looking for someone to get off of James Robinson, whom if the rest of the industry feels just as comfortable as we the three of us said for James Robinson, well, now I've actually got some interest in trying to pivot off of him. So I did want to bring that up. I missed my mm -hmm. opportunity. Terrible listening skills. My bad. Hey, I probably skipped over you by accident. Nah, <laughs> so I appreciate I'll, you circling I'll back. I'll fall on the sword. 
That's right. Jerry, what you got for cash wide out here? Yeah, I mean, Jerry Judy's only $300 more than Marquez Callaway. Um, you know, Callaway, you can, you can argue he's a better target bat this week. Um, but if I'm just picking between the two, and you can play them both, obviously, I'd, I'd rather play Judy just for the, the talent, you know, that I, I believe in with him. Um, then I think T. Higgins, you know, he's in play on DraftKings. He's in play on FanDuel here, too, which is $6,000. I think he's going to be Cincinnati's number one wide receiver, at least early in the season, while, you know, Jamar Chase kind of kind of figures out how to catch the NFL football. Mm-hmm. Mitch, what do you like for cash wideouts? Yeah, I think you actually nailed on a couple of them. I already really, really liked uh, tournament wise, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw those ones out there. These excite me so much, I can't hold it in anymore. Devontae mm-hmm. Smith at 5.3k, my man. I mean, this guy. I, you know, maybe I'm just a truther or something. I think he's going to absolutely erupt. I mean, he's this year's Justin Jefferson. He's virtually, uh, you know, a, a steal in my opinion through best ball this year getting drafted around 70 all season just did not make sense to me. I think that, you know, him and Jalen Hurts already have a little bit of a rapport showed at this preseason and Devonta Smith looks sick and all those uh, preseason and camp videos that I could not stop retweeting. So I love the guy at five, three, and I love Diami, uh Dynami Brown down there at 4.7 K this week, as we have just seen Curtis Samuel get moved to, I believe they, they got moved to IR earlier today and uh, he's four seven, and I know that you know the touchdown equity might not be there right away. But at four seven, I'm willing to take the chance. I really like him down there. Uh, there's a lot of really good uh, wide receivers. You know, people are going to be looking at Terrace Marshall and, and Rondell Moore at four nine. Um, but I'm again, Gabe Davis at four nine, and uh, Brown down there at four seven. Just very interesting pivots to me. And I think Fanduel is going to be a lot of fun because of some of these wide receivers. Spicy takes bringing jalapenos talking about Devontae Smith being Justin Jefferson this year. I like it as an Eagles fan. I hope you're right. Uh, we'll see where it goes. And Deami Brown is like the new Marquez Valdez Scantling with an easier name to say. I would <laughs> think Stefan Diggs also. I want to obviously not to sell Stefan Diggs, but he has no business being south of eight thousand dollars. So I think in a week where we can afford to get to him, he's two hundred dollars cheaper than Calvin Ridley. 100 cheaper than Justin Jefferson, and there's nothing scary in that Pittsburgh cornerback room uh, when you're talking about Stephon Diggs in the game. So I want to point out his price. Jared, what do you have for tournament wideout? Uh, so speaking of Justin Jefferson, I like him for tournaments at 8000 bucks Again, I think um, the Vikings passing game should have success against that Bengals secondary. Um, A.J. Brown, kind of the same deal, especially if you're playing Ryan Tannehill. I think he's the guy you stack Tannehill with um, against a bad Cardinal secondary. And then the Panthers wide receivers, um, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, especially. I think the, the discount on Terrace Marshall isn't as as nice as it is on D, on DraftKings. Um, yeah, he's he's you know three thousand on DraftKings, forty nine hundred on Fanduel. So I, I'm playing uh, Moore and Anderson among the Panthers wide receivers on, on Fanduel. And on the other side of that, there's Elijah Moore for five thousand bucks, which I wouldn't play in cash, but on the tournament side, I'm willing to bet on the talent. Yes, Mitch. Any other wideouts? No, not really. I mean, I'm going to be dancing around that weird range this week down there around 5K. I really like it. I think there's so much volatility there that everyone's going to be kind of scared off it. They're going to just go up to the 6K range. And uh, I want to, I want to, where there's fear, there's opportunity, man. I want to kind of dance in it. So I'm going to grab those guys. I'm going to be paying up otherwise and getting, you know, the massive ceiling from Tyreek Hill and Kelvin Ridley and these guys who I think can absolutely blow the 
the top off the entire slate. And I'll probably be doing the exact opposite that I did on FanDuel to DraftKings, where FanDuel, I'm probably going to be grabbing, you know, the Raheem Mostert's of the world and Damian Harris at 5'8", 6'1". And then I'm going to grab, you know, probably a couple stud wide receivers and go get one of those crazy wide receivers down there at 4'7", 5K that, you know, no one feels confident in. So, mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, looking over to tight end now, I think it's going to be – I, 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 I hesitate to say it because mm-hmm. I know that I'll say player names and then I'll go to mess with lineups and realize that Travis Kelsey is really easy to put in there and that that's just what I'm doing. I'm probably going to be awake late the next two nights just making lineups that I don't end up using. But there's a pool to begin with, with TJ Hawkinson in sub 6K yep. range, a little bit less attractive without full PPR scoring, but still in the mix. Travis Kelsey is inside our top two in FanDuel dollars per point projections, even though he's 8,500 here. I think George Kittle at 7K is in play, and he I think he gets more interesting if his ownership projection is low. I'll be curious to see that for him. And then I'll throw in Austin Hooper just because I feel kind of obligated to 5,100. Just in the mix. I don't even have special words for him. He's in the mix. Yeah, see, I already went through that process where I thought, like, oh, TJ Hawkinson, 5,700 bucks. He is, like, the best just pure value, but – Kelsey is easy enough to fit in. Um, I think he's even easier to fit in fit in here than he is on DraftKings. Um, it's a great matchup for him. Matchups don't obviously even matter, but you know, if you need another reason to play him, um, I, I think Travis Kelsey is the cash game play and obviously in play in tournaments too. Yeah, I mean, when we're looking at, you know, the tight end position on a site that, it just rewards you for getting guys who score touchdowns. It's extremely difficult not to just say, yep, Travis Kelsey and go. Uh, if you are going to be doing something different, though, I want to challenge people to not do the same different that everyone else is doing. And I think what people will often do is they're either going to use Kelsey or they're going to go to like the next tier of comfortable picks. And that's going to be the Hawkinsons, the Fants, and those guys, maybe even a little Kittle. I think a real nice way to separate yourself from the crowd is to be super courageous at a position where no one is right. Dan Arnold, 4.5 K. I feel weird saying it. Uh, <laughs> guy looked good in week three of the preseason. And again, I mean, we're talking what 26 pass attempts. I want to say uh, that Darnold had, you know, we got the Darnold to Arnold connection could be something cool. We could tweet out later and, and hashtag it and look awesome. Right. But uh, you know, he'd have three receptions in the, in the, uh, first half of that third preseason game. I like him at 4.5K. I'm going to have some shares of him this week. Hey, if we like Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver at tight end, then we got to mention other wide receivers at tight end, which is also Dan Arnold. Um, Jared, you got any other tourney tight ends to throw in? Yeah, Jonu Smith at 4,900 bucks. Um, you know, we, we didn't see much of him in the preseason, but what we did see, you know, it, the, the usage was encouraging. You know, he was out there for 90% of pass plays. They were using him in the slot. They were using him out wide. Um, but I, and, and uh, Nelson Aguilar is banged up for New England. So I think uh, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, I think, are going to be a big part of that offense, which like we all kind of believed back in March when they signed him to the big deals. And that feels like we've kind of forgotten that over the past few months. Um, so 4900 bucks that, that stood out as a, a cheap price tag for Johnny Smith. I've kind of willfully forgotten it myself. I can't speak for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Over on defense, I think the starting point for me is Denver at 4100 bucks. It's really tough for me to find one that I like better looking through. I think Minnesota at 3800s in play, I would like them better if they were at home than on the road, but I do think there's upside to that Cincy matchup. We'll see what Joe Burrow looks like and really his first action since the knee repair. And I also like the upside on Carolina against the Jets, but the problem with that is you have to pay up to 4600 bucks. So it's one of those things that if I get to the end of setting my lineup and I have that money left, then I'll put Carolina in and chase that upside. 
Yeah, De- Denver's just mispriced at 4100 bucks. I'm definitely going to try to get that man. You know, defense is always a position I'm like willing to to go cheaper if I need savings elsewhere. Um, I do think the Bills are okay at 3600. You know, at home as as pretty big favorites against Pittsburgh, but uh, Denver's the team I'm going to try to get in in cash games and probably even tournaments too. Mitch, what do you like? Oh yeah, I mean uh, the freaking Bills at three six just. They, they, they get the juices flowing, my friends, because I see them against, you know, uh, Big Ben, who's just disintegrating in front of our eyes for two years now. And they're getting that home. The, the crowd's going to be insane. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, a, a rabid fan base that has been forced away from the field for a year and a half of football. And they're being allowed, let, you know, back week one against a team that I think they match up well against. Uh, and uh, man, I, I hate saying these things and making these predictions, but pick six, baby. I see one coming. You know, I can't help it. You know, listen, I've been super biased the entire stream. It is what it is. I think the Bills have a pick six coming this week. And I think uh, it could be a, a massive tournament winning upside in the Bills at three six, especially if everyone's going to the Broncos at four one. Uh, you know, say a few hundred bucks, 500 bucks, go get the Bills. And uh, listen, if Big Ben can't push the ball down the field, there's going to be some big trouble in week one. Who from? Who's our pick sixer in that game? you name them, man. There's going to be like five of them. Really, you're asking me who's it going to be. It's Micah Hyde, baby. Micah Hyde. That's what, that was the first thing that popped into my head. I'm going to go Teron Johnson. Jerry, okay. Jerry, who you got for the pick six? Trey White. All right, there we go. I think that's a good place to end this week one FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com. Now you can get more player recommendations. Check out the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. Come Saturday morning, we're going to show you who we're playing against each other in round one of the Shark Duel competition we'll be carrying out throughout the season to see who can win the most weeks against each other. For more discussion of DFS and other formats, you can also join the free Draft Sharks Discord. You can find the link in the podcast description. For Mitch Carl, Jared Smola, and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.